Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. Episode five of Green and Gold Over Everything. And we're four weeks into the season, and we've seen this Green Bay Packers team. We've seen a couple things from them. We've seen some, some goodness, and we've seen some not-so-goodness. But uh, obviously, last week wasn't as pretty as we'd like it to be. But we are excited for Packers football, and that will always be the case, no matter what the situation is. And let's go ahead and get it started. We got my man Randall Burns coming on today. Uh, I got my man Darren uh, Breer coming on uh, to talk Raiders to see where the Raiders, what the Raiders and Devontae Adams need to do to beat the Packers. We obviously don't want to see that, but he will help us give that insight into that. Everybody is green and gold over everything. So five, let's get it. Right there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Green and gold over everything. Episode five. We are here. Uh, I, we're gonna start off by apologizing. You said, Mandura, your voice sounds crazy. It's it's been a weird week. <laughs> it's it's been a weird week. My voice is trying to run away from me, but uh we we gotta talk Packers football. So obviously, we give you a minute 30 of Packer happiness to try to get the mood going in the right direction. But last week was a tough week, and of course, I gotta bring my man. <laughs> my man Randall Burns in on this one so we can talk about last week's game. First of all, Randall, how are you doing, brother? We missed you last week, brother. We missed you. Man, you know, kids, life, stuff Facts. like that happened. I missed it. I wanted to be here too. But as usual, great show. Um, I mean, two and two, can't complain. Feel like we we let that 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 Atlanta game really came back to bite us in the butt because we could be three and one right now. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's 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 the one that kind of gives you like a weird uh feel to everything. That Atlanta game. It just when you look at it and you said, Okay, you know, we kind of did the reverse in the Atlanta game in the New Orleans game. So we we were mm-hmm. the we did the reverse in that situation. So you know we you know that it can be done on either yep. end. Hopefully it can just be more of the you know saint type stuff. But anyway, uh we're gonna talk about third last Thursday's game. Uh and that's a score we don't like to see, but the Lions came into Lambeau, did what they needed to do, uh, beat the Packers for the fourth straight time. And we look, been, I, look I've been, as I call it, I've been a, a very affectionate Packer fan um, or uh, I've been have a, a nice affection for this Packer team for a very long time. And um, I've never in my, in this 30 years of being affectionate for this team, have I ever seen the Packers lose four straight games to the Detroit Lions? I never thought, Randall, that I would see the day or the time frame that that had happened. But four straight, four straight to the to the Lions. I think the last time we beat them uh, might have been with a twenty twenty one in the first the first game of tw- the first Lions game of twenty twenty one in Lambeau, and that was the last time I believe. None and in twenty twenty two. We had a bunch of fluky calls to get us the win, too. Yeah, yeah. I think golf fumbled the ball a couple times in some weird spots. We started off bad because it was like 17-0 or 17-7. to And then, you know, Packer, Aaron Rodgers, classic stuff, you know, come back, you know, get it up. But looking at this 
game. Um, just before we get into everything else, what was your initial initial thoughts like? Just you know, just your what were your initial thoughts of this game? Because it started off positive. You know, Rudy Ford gets the pick, and I'm like, okay. And then things change from there. Once we didn't score on that opening drive, I was like, oh, this is gonna be scary. And you know what it made me think of? Do you remember what Robert Sala said after that game last year when they beat us? And he said, if you take them into the deep water, they will drown. And then somebody asked him to clarify it, and he was like, they're soft. And I'm like, this is Matt LaFleur's best friend. This was the best man at his wedding. And he told him he was you, soft. And he told him the team was soft. Then he and then I looked brother. at <laughs> and Then he fired his brother. <laughs> and I looked at this game, and I'm like, whenever we get punched in the mouth, by a much more physical, aggressive team, we don't know how to respond. The San Fran, the Jets, who else? The Bucks. The Bucks. Yep. This I don't remember a Packer team that was just could just be dominated like this. Like we have turned into a finesse team. We and want it's... to throw the ball all over the place, right? And even. Like, how many times have we sat there in the group chat and said, why is this man not running the ball? Yeah. And then at the end of the game, he'll be like, oh, I got to get Aaron Jones more carries. Well, give him the ball. Get you the, the ball. one calling the plays, Matt. <laughs> That's the part I don't get. You calling the plays, Matt? Give the man the ball. And you made a great point last week. We are talking in chat, and you said, hey, why even bring him back yeah. if you're not going to give him the ball? You could have kept him out a week. If you did yep. it as a morale booster, it didn't morale enough. Uh, yeah, it was good to see Christian Watson get his first touchdown of the year, get himself back into it a little bit, but he only had two catches. He was you on know, a pitch count too. Yeah, and Romeo did a really good job. I mean, uh, you know, I'll throw this real quick, but Romeo did a really good job last week. You know, uh, nine receptions, 95 yards, and he was my offensive player of the game. Even though he didn't get a touchdown, uh, he was there doing the dirty work, you know, for this Packers mm-hmm. team last week. Uh, when the running game wasn't looking like nothing and when Jordan was getting pushed back 30 <laughs> or getting pushed back on every play, trying to make something out of it. Um, you know, their best drive probably was the drive that Watson scored on where it actually looked like they had something going. Um, but, yeah, Dobbs, for me, was the offensive player of the week last week for the Packers, but it was still rough, man. It was just rough. Very. Rough. Very. I I'm worried about the direction of this team, even if say, you know, love turns into who we, we think he can be and they get things on track, you know, teams take on the identity of their, of their coach. And I don't feel like we have a coach that's going to build this team. Like, so Goo could get all these tough guys he wants, but if schematically, you know, the floor is not saying we're just going to put, run the ball down your throat. We're not going to be that team. And it seems like, yeah, it's cool. You want to fling the ball all over the place. Come playoff time, you got to be able to put that thing on the ground and just, you know, run over somebody. Yeah. And I guess the thought maybe was A.J. Dillon could be that guy. The offensive – the running backs coach said something that really worried me today. I mean, he said it yesterday in the press conference. He said, yeah, at one point we thought A.J. could be a special runner, but now we got to try to figure some things out. So, man, and what happened for that to happen? Because we saw – we saw what could be a special runner. Like we were seeing, yeah. like, yo, AJ gonna be like in my one-on-one podcast. I, I said early this year, and I always start the season off and say, okay, who are the five players are gonna break out? AJ was on that list. Like I, I felt like, you know, the Packers are gonna give him the ball. You know, they're gonna be a running team. You know, they're gonna try to make Jordan comfortable. They've done the complete opposite of what I thought they were gonna do. When I, when I saw um, Jordan throw for forty, he had forty-four attempts in that one game yeah. in the Saints game, like. Hey, they really are letting them loose, which is which is cool. But I was also like, nah, maybe not so much. You know, where's this running game? You know, Jones and that Dylan tells Stephen. me you don't trust your running back, right? And it also brings me back to something McCarthy had said his last year when somebody was like, "Yo, Aaron Jones actually has the best rushing average in the league," and he in but so many words was like, "Yeah, but he gets hurt." Right. I love Aaron Jones, great runner, but he does get hurt. He does. He does. It gives and it kind of goes back to that, you know, 5'8", sub 200-pound running back in Lambo. It's cold. Well, what do I say in the group chat? Yo, man, come November, dudes, certain guys start looking real different when they hit that turf. 
Right. And I get it. You're trying to preserve Jones for the long haul. But if Dylan's not the guy, what are we going to do? And see, that that's what worries me. And then we, we know that the Packers brought in James Robinson for a workout, which, you know, Robinson a couple of years ago, I thought oh, Robinson yeah. was probably one of the guys that uh, he was just a stud. You know, like He's he was great. He was a top 10 back. I mean, he had great seasons. And then ever since they 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 shipped him out, things haven't worked his way. But I had Thor's Achilles. Yeah, that didn't help neither. That didn't help neither. And and Robinson was at, you know, if he comes in and maybe there's another, you know, he's a back that could help them out a little bit. Um, you know, if he can get any hint of his old form, that would be huge. It would be absolutely huge. So it, you know what it was? He tore the Achilles. Then he went to the Patriots, and then they released him, and it was, it was like he just couldn't stay healthy. It's tough. So, yeah. Like, they actually kept Ty Montgomery over him. And that's saying a lot. Because <laughs> we, we, we're very familiar with Ty Montgomery. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, uh, Montgomery, you know, he was, on, he was our lead back for one year. I can't even remember what year it was, but he was the lead back one year. Remember, they thought he could be the guy at running back when they changed him from wide receiver, and it just, it just for whatever reason, it just didn't work. And then once he fumbled that ball that he's supposed to fear to catch, it was a wrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Ty Montgomery. Now I know a Ty Montgomery because I had one on my team. But yeah, um, <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you know, other parts of this game we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, my defensive player of the game was Definitely. Rudy Ford. I mean, Rudy Ford had a good game. Eight tackles, an interception, a pass deflection. But I felt like his interception was the chance to be the, the tone setter. Yep. And it just never happened. Uh, they, we saw that first drive where golfing them went down the field with ease. And I was at that point, I knew I said, like, they're moving down the field way too easy. That's not mm -hmm. going to be good on that second drive, excuse me. And I said, this is, this is not good. And then David Montgomery, who hasn't, let's be honest, he's been good at times. But if David Montgomery haven't had a game like that in probably about three or four years, that might have been the best game of his career. Um, he had a game like that, that since he was in college. Right. And that tends to happen, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> that, that tends to happen, unfortunately. Like, people looking like, uh-oh, but they had his best running game in my career, Raheem Mostert. I, I'm not going to go too oh, deep into that because it'll bring up sore issues. But, you know, great game by Rudy. But like I said, I thought he was going to be the tone setter, man. Like, I thought that was going to be the play that gave uh, Green Bay what they needed. And it just it – just, it just didn't happen after that. It just didn't happen. I felt like we needed to score on that drive. And for us not to, it, it set the tone for the rest of the game. It, it told the other team, like, all right, they can't capitalize. And Jordan said in the press conference, you know, the defense did put us in some good spots early on. And we didn't play complimentary football, helped them out, which is something I really appreciate from him, taking accountability, not trying to put it off on other people like, you know, the last guy. So that's a big, that says a lot to me. Even if he knows, you know, maybe it wasn't his fault. Now, nah, you know what? I'm the quarterback. Cause if we win, y'all going to give me the credit. If we lose, let me go and take the blame. And so he does a lot that I like. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, for me, Jordan hasn't done anything so far that gives me like, uh, even when he was, you know, having those rough moments out there, I still, I'm starting to build a confidence in him that, Maybe not Aaron confidence because we're not there yet, but I'm building the yeah. confidence in a way. I'm like, okay, look, he's he can do this, and I feel confident that he can because he, he's shown glimpses. Um, and it, you know, right now looking at this team, um, you know, with the Raiders coming in, and I know we'll get that a little bit deeper later. But with the Raiders coming in, this is a chance. You know, they got a kind of a weak schedule coming up mm -hmm. uh, where they could take advantage of it and you know maybe roll off a couple of wins. I think back to something you had said in the in the preseason the group chat. And I didn't agree with it. And I'm going to admit it, I was completely wrong. You said there needed to be a veteran wide receiver on this team. There needed to be a veteran quarterback. And you were completely right. And I saw our former backup, Kurt Benkar, said there needed to be veterans on this team. It's one thing for a coach to tell you how to do something. But when somebody that's already done it and point things out, and what he did was he took two plays. So the play San Francisco ran and we ran. Exact same plays. And you see our guys, our wide receivers, they don't look like they know where the hell they're supposed to go. Right. And then the 49ers, there's a Christmas ran to it. And somebody asked him, like, what do you think the difference is? He goes, Shanahan's a coach that's going to drill, 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 drill. And he said, nothing against Matt. Love Matt to death. 
Matt is a player's coach. Shanahan's gonna kick, gonna kick you in your behind if you don't do things right. Facts, one hundred percent. That's why I, I still think he look. People give me grief when I say it. Well, maybe not Forty Nine fans, but I still think Kyle is the best um, coach in the league. I've I've always said that only because yes, you know Andy Reid, you know scheme wise is amazing. Uh, you know, obviously the multiple Super Bowls, he's been to four. So I'm not taking anything from Andy Reid, but I feel like something about Kyle Shanahan to me makes makes him the best coach because for him to have as many quarterbacks as he's had to deal with injuries wise and still been able mm-hmm. to produce, uh, other than maybe like his first two seasons when he was trying to get things going, but from that point yeah. on, no matter what, no matter no matter who he had at quarterback, they were always in the mix. They were always competitive. Like either they'd be like, oh man, where this guy come from? They were Purdy. Like, oh man, look at Purdy. You know, I mean, maybe Lance is the only person that you can say that, but Lance only had two games. Everybody else has been, you know, Jimmy G got hurt. He comes in. These people come in. Mullins, they had people on top of people. But I've always liked them as a coach. Um, but you're right. And I hate to say it, he's soft. He's yeah. soft. I, I was, look, I was one of the people that was like in the beginning. I remember when McCarthy got fired, I made a post. You wanted LaFleur. I, I, I posted that day. I remember I posted that day and I said, hey, um, I said, I, I, I'm going to tell you who I think will be the next head coach. I knew it was a long shot in the, to an extent. I didn't think the Packers were actually going to go in that direction. I was like, yeah. you know, if you're the Packers, you want to go in the wave of the league right now. Try to see if you can find that guy that can take you the next step. And I said, I, I think Matt LaFleur is going to be the guy. First time I get something right. <laughs> I, I, I don't get a lot of stuff right, but I got that one right. And there's times I'm like, man, I wish I wouldn't have got it right. There's times, you know, I, they've got to figure something out. Uh, to to get themselves in a, in a in a better position here, because like they can take advantage of these games, but there's certain parts of the game like like we talked about in the past, and I don't feel confident. Like you know, we got a lead heading into the fourth. You know, after watching that Falcons game, stuff like that makes you like I don't know, I don't know. It's it's stuff like that. It's no, it's like if it's not like Belichick. If it was Belichick. I'd be like, oh yeah, we'd be all right. Or yep. if it was somebody in that range, like I oh, would be all right. I don't have that confidence in Matt. No, not at I all. I had it when Aaron was there. And even when Aaron was there, there were still moments that happened. It was like, ah, uh, you know, so it's they've got to figure something out. You know, Matt's going to have to put his big boy draws on. Um, I know, like you said, he wants to be a player coach, but you got to step up. Yeah. You know, and you got to get rid of Joe Barry. Please, Matt. Please, Matt. What are we you doing? You know what's crazy? Here? He had interviewed Jim Leonard from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And Evero, who was with the Rams, and he was the defensive coordinator for the, I think the Broncos last year, and now he's with the Panthers. Two guys that would have did great. But it would have been phenomenal. Jim Leonard, I remember they wanted reason they wanted him because it was going to be a similar scheme to Petten. And he was the former Ravens guy. So they're like, all right, that'll be great. We could bring that system in. Evero's already shown he can do it. And you go with Joe, and we said it. We were like, this man has never coached a good defense. And when they asked Matt never. about it, Matt was like, oh, well, he never had the players. Well, now you got I'm the not, players. I'm not trying to hear that. <laughs> look, Matt Trippin. Yeah. Matt Trippin, look. And that's the that's thing. You got the players. So what's the problem now? I mean, we're talking about bad, bad defensive coordinator. Bad. Ranked 23rd, ranked 32nd, twice, I think. Ranked 30th, ranked 28th, ranked 27th. My man ain't had a good defense until last year. And that's because nobody was throwing the ball against us. Everybody was running yep. against us. And that's all. First time you ever had a good defense. And it was by default. By default. He got to go. I don't know this how many. Pack- I- <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No, you, you're good. So I don't know how many Packer fans agree, but he got to go. He got to go. This, this is where I don't like the current hiring setup the Packers have. When they brought on Goot and they brought on Matt, they changed it to where the coach then answered to the GM. They both answered to Murphy. I want to go back to the way it used to be. The GM brings in the coach. Y'all tied together. Something go wrong. That GM got to look at that coach. Like, look, hey, your defensive coordinator got to go because now he's making me look bad. Right. So for Goot to not be have power to fire that GM, to me, that's that don't make no sense. Yeah, I, that that part I don't, I don't think I like that at all. <laughs> but. You know, the, you know, Packers, weird organization. Uh, you, know, you can't tell me Goot ain't watching these games like, yo, I picked these players, and what are you doing with them? He's got. There's no way he can be happy with the way the defense is playing. 
Because they're, they're look, here's the thing. Wyatt has shown, I don't know how we use the word shown glimpses, but you see it and you're like, man, he could be really good. Walker's yep. playing really well this year. He's phenomenal. He's playing really well this year. And it's like, wow, Walker is fourth in the league in tackles right now. Fourth in the, he had 19 again in this last game. I think the, the game before he had 17. Like he's in there. He should have two picks, maybe even three. And, you know, he's he's playing at a I don't say all pro level, but it's up there. He played pro a pro bowl, bowl level. level. Definitely a pro bowl level. So you got the guy. Now Jair's been out the last two weeks. So okay, maybe a little bit blip there. Um, you know, so, but it's just there's something about this defense that you know the potential is there. We know Douglas can be good at times. We know yep. Campbell can be good. We know that we know who Kenny Clark is. We know who Kenny Clark is. And I feel like he's guys, all pro like, level. Yeah, guys like Slate, even Slayton has shown little glimpses here and there. I'm like, okay. Yep. But the problem is. They, I don't think they got the, like you said, they ain't got that dog at defensive coordinator. They just don't have no, it. They don't. Go. And it's a problem. <laughs> it's it's crazy, man, because that's going to be the thing that hurts us because we, we was banking on this year. You got a rookie court. Oh, he, hey, he's a rookie. I know he's been in the league for three years. He's been sitting on his behind for three years. He's a rookie. You're supposed to run the ball, play good defense. We can't run the ball. We can't play defense. So it's like you said, this man throwing the ball 44 times. 44. There's no reason for him to be throwing that ball 44 times. <clears throat> Let me, I'll give you an example real quick. It's not, I don't know if it's a good example, but look at what Josh Allen did the other day. Josh Allen demolished the Dolphins. Um, and he went, he only threw 25 times. He went 21 for 25. Uh, but they had a good mix of the run. And, you know, he had five touchdowns. And it's just like, you don't have, he, if you got your pretty much rookie quarterback out here throwing yep. 44 times. Uh, against the Saints. And I was very surprised. I'm like, why are we not running the ball? Like, run the football. Um, you know, if it, obviously you run the football and it's just not working at all, I can understand that. But, I mean, you got – Dylan's supposed to be something. Um, you know, Taylor's had his moments here and there, and then you got Wilson. I feel like Dylan – I don't know. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating to watch because you're like, come on. It's maybe a, this could be an easy fix. But – And then go back to what you said. You said – Run the ball, and if it's not working, but then when they do, they be trying to go east to west with Dylan. Like, why are you sending this two hundred fifty pound man <laughs> to the side? Like he's Barry Sanders. He ready, ready to make some moves. I and I and I, I hate this when they run that toss. Why are you giving that man a toss? Run him straight forward. I almost fell out my seat when I saw him do that toss the other day. I because I know how much you hate it. I know how much you hate it, and I thought about you immediately. I said, "Man, that's crazy." We still out here he doing got, the toss. He got stopped right where I thought he was gonna get stopped. He didn't go anywhere. Like it was like he went around the corner, you saw it, and there was like 85 lines defenders right there waiting. I'm like, this is ridiculous. You got an audible out there or some. I need something. Um it, I'm not gonna get upset because we knew, right? We knew, right? We knew we talked I didn't about know it was gonna look time. like this though. No, I didn't know it was gonna look like <laughs> this. I think that part of it's still kind of like uh but the lions to me. Uh, you look at them and you say, okay, they're the team to win this division. I mean, unless something crazy happens, I can't see nobody else winning this division. No. Green Bay has a chance. You know, if Minnesota catch fire, maybe they got a chance. The Bears are not in the picture. No. <laughs> the Bears are not in the picture. But the Lions, are, are they're, they're the cream of the crop in the north. Yep. And and that's, that's just where it's going to be. Um, you know, it's funny because I've even said I thought the Packers had the best defense on paper heading into on paper, the yes. season. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. And – the way the Lions played in that game, I said, that defense looked hungry and they looked like they were ready to play. No fans of butts. They were ready and nobody was going to stop them. They and were ready. It all comes back to these teams take on their identity, their coaches. Dan Campbell looked like a crazy man. He talked like a crazy man and he might be crazy, but them dudes play their butt off for him. But they love him. They love and they, him. And but it's a combo package. So he like, you know, how like he's a player coach. Like Matt got that. But he ain't got the dog side of it. No, nah, he don't. No, man. Like it's he's so nice. Like I feel like if I had a daughter and she brought Matt home, I'd be happy because I know he's gonna take good care of her. <laughs> it's like like that's that's how I feel about Matt. But you know, some girls out there they like roughnecks. I I, hey. I, I might. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I know I Matt something. would provide if it was right. a home invasion. I don't know if he's gonna save him. Right. And I, I know he'd be a good provider. It'd be a I great security my, system in that my, house. My baby girl gonna be in trouble. I don't got time for yeah. that. I, I, need, <laughs> I need somebody out here who's gonna be tough. Come on, yeah. Matt. Come on. But and, and, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let it hurt me too much. 
Uh, they just they outplayed him. But please find a way to stop the run, please. Um, wanted to go kind of into um, the injury report a little bit or at least go into a little bit of what's been um, happening here. You know, we last time we had a chance to me and you talk, Bach was on the Bach was on the way um, to um, the entry to the IR. So we really didn't know what we were going to get there. Uh, and then Jair had missed two games. Mm-hmm. So we've been nicked up in some pretty um, good spots, but good news. Um, we see that Jenkins is back at practice. We see um, that Stokes is back at practice. That That's the one that intrigues me the most to see Stokes back at practice. Um, I still haven't heard nothing about Jair. Um, have you heard anything on Jair and where his status is right now? He was practicing. They didn't say if he would play. So Jenkins has said he's pain-free. And that's one of the biggest things that the training staff looks for. Great. So he said, while there's not a guarantee that he'll play Sunday, he was like, that's a big, you know, step in the right direction. Stokes has said he was good running full speed in training camp. That somehow somebody got checked the turf over at that training facility because he said his hammy was messed up. That's what kept him out. It wasn't even a foot anymore. Wow. Um, Jair, they just said he was doing drills. Watson was a full go. Jones was a full go. I think Bach might retire. You think so? Or pull a a BJ Raji. Remember, it was just BJ Raji. Just I'm gonna step away for a little while. I'll come back, and we ain't seen him since. Yeah, he never because came back. Matt was asked about Bach's future, and he said, "And this is I'm close. I'm gonna paraphrase close as what he said. He said, I'm gonna let David speak to y'all on that. He did want to address you guys himself. I don't like the way that sound. That sounds to me like." Hey, I'm gonna see y'all. Let me get this knee right, and I'll see you when I see you. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. I'm having a moment. I, I didn't. Yeah, when he said that, like the reporters were just like, "Ugh, all that money." And and, and look, I, look, I need people to understand. Like, I I want him to be healthy. Forget you know, football is a game. We love it exactly. But I want him to be healthy. But man, that hurts when you know all the money that went into him. And now we got a glaring, not, not not like a light hole, a glaring hole at left tackle. Uh, and I mean Jenkins can play that, but I don't need Jenkins to play. He that. don't need to be there. He he can do it. He can he can survive. I I need him to be in that inside, and I, and I can't have him there if I got, you know, I don't even know what sixty three name is because I he made Was me so Walker, mad. Walker, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made me so mad in that last game. I was like, I think my blood pressure is going up. Um, <laughs> but it just it was rough. So two yep. things on a Bach, and this is where Goop got to take a hit. They converted most of his salary into a signing bonus in all right. season. You knew this man's knee was jacked up. And you still getting. Why did you do that? Because now you're on the hook for it. Stupid. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so it's a dumb move. And then the way LaFleur said it, they knew his knee was jacked up at the end of that Chicago game. What are y'all doing? Like, so we just giving away money? I mean, that's what good it feels guy, like. great dude. You didn't have to do that. I would have rather him just sit. If it was going to take him that long to get himself together, exactly. look, he didn't spend the money. Just you know, and then go sign somebody. You know like, this that maybe surgery. It's tough. I, I but I don't. I, it's getting to a point where I don't know if he can ever really come back. He's not. He's not going to be the same guy. He's shown glimpses. I know. I keep saying glimpses. I'm sorry. It's going to be my new word. Uh, but he he showed flashes. We'll go flashes this time uh, of the old Bach, and I'm like, all right, cool. We we got him back. We're healthy. No, 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 no. And so now they need to really truly look at their left tackle position. You know, they've got to find figure something out. Tom's not going to be that guy at left tackle. Um, in my opinion, I don't think he's going to be able to. He's going to be the guy that can to handle it. He's too small. He's too small. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that's where they are. But getting healthy is the biggest thing. It's, it seems like it's slowly happening, but, you know, we got a bye week coming up next week. So at least that way you don't have to worry about, you know, you know, you know, get, you can get another week of rest coming in. So it's it's crazy, man. But the, the box situation is just – it went from, oh, man, I don't want to play because of the turf to all of a sudden he, he might be retiring. It was like, wow, yeah. that took a leap in just two, two to three weeks. Two to three weeks? I don't know, Randy. It's not good. It's not good at all. I, I don't know how to feel about it. 
you know, don't know how to feel about it. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not giving up on a season, but at this point, I'm like, let me just see development out of love the receivers. Go address the offensive line in the draft and in free agency. Like, I agree. you remember how, like, after the the Chiefs just got whooped by the Bucks in the Super Bowl, and they just said, "Okay, now we're gonna come back with All Pro O line." Yep, it's gonna have to be one of those off seasons for us. Yep, Bengals did it too. Bengals lost yeah. the Super Bowl. They went and loaded up. Go. Here's the thing: we don't need a ton to be no. honest with you. I mean, if Jenkins stays healthy, we're good there. Um, you know, Runyon has been pretty serviceable. Uh, you know, Newman maybe has get to go. Yeah, who? Newman has to go. Yeah, 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 I agree with that a thousand percent. He had to go. So and you need about three guys, maybe three yeah. guys that can come in and do maybe draft one. If you can get a high draft pick and, you know, bring somebody new in. Because we've always done well drafting line, offensive line. Yeah, we do good with line. So and late dra- drafting offensive line, but not yeah. even early. So we got to draft there. And then, um, you know, grab maybe two vets. And But that's the thing. Like, I know they want them to grow together, but they got to. They need those vets on the offensive side of the ball, yeah. man. It's it's showing. And then Musgrave got hurt, and you're like, okay, Kraft comes in, he does a couple of good things, but still don't have that veteran tight end. No. Don't have the veteran receivers. The offensive line's nicked up. Poor Jordan Love getting pushed behind him. I'm like, oh, no, this is not good. I'm just not good. <laughs> it's just not good. But we'll stay optimistic because they do play um, the Raiders on Monday night, which should be a um, – should be a fun one. Uh, they got the Raiders on Monday night, and I, I don't even like as a as a. I always want to say um not allegiant, but allegiant, allegiant. I always want to say allergies. I don't know why I want to just be like <laughs> allergies. Like yeah, the allergy game. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we're gonna do a full breakdown of this uh with my man Darren um Breer. He's gonna come on here uh and break that down. But uh, of course, you know, I got to hear from you, brother, and and. Where you see this thing looking like on Monday night? It's a, it's a, you know, back-to-back primetime games for the Packers. And what are you, what are you thinking here? What are you thinking going into this one? Because Devontae's coming, is, you know, Devontae's waiting. Is Garoppolo? Is he clear? I don't know. Uh, last time I checked, he, he, he was still in. I think he's still in percussion, uh, concussion protocol. They haven't cleared him yet. So it's it's one of those things where it's like okay we don't know who's the quarterback if they get if we get the guy, um, I was at Aiden O'Connell. I think we will be if in we, good shape. If we get if we play him, I don't care how bad Joe Barry is, we're gonna win. Yeah, because I mean my man Khalil Mack got six sacks against oh, my I guy. On that, never mind. Oh, six. Damn. Khalil Mack got six sacks against him on um on last week. Yeah. So it's like oh, okay, good. I forgot. You know what it is? I thought I forgot Clemax not on the Raiders anymore. Yeah, right, all right. You don't they, have to worry they about They still that. got a good dude in um Crosby. Yeah, Max, yeah, man. Max is uh dangerous. I mean they released uh Chandler Jones due to whatever stuff he had going on. So they can we, he's can not we talk about that real quick. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I really hope that that brother gets the help he needs. And he realizes that he needs help. Have you seen the videos he was posting? No, I didn't see. I, I know I've been hearing stuff, but I haven't really paid attention to it fully. He had was he was taken to a psych ward. Then he was released. Then he started posting texts, basically saying that who's their head coach? Um, uh, McDaniel's. Basically saying McDaniel's had Aaron Hernandez killed. Um, that his kids was being taken from him. The government was after him. Then he posted a video crying. Talk about how much he missed Aaron Hernandez, and he's not crazy, and he knows stuff about the Illuminati, and then he just started Whoa. crying, and then the next day he gets arrested, and then he gets released. And RG three had reached out to him, and you know people he texted him, you know people love you, they care about you, and then he posted text talking about I don't need no help, nobody, you know I'm all right, and he started posting texts from all these other football players who were wishing him well, and he's talking junk about him. That's insane. And I just, I really hope he gets the care he needs. You know, mental health is, is a real, real thing. You think, and I know it's, we can't really find out until God, for the wrong reason, but is that CTE in your eyes? I mean, potentially. I mean, because he didn't I've, seem like this type of person, you know, a couple of years ago. All of a sudden, this is. I've been seeing some things of people who have passed young and they've, you know, then they, you know, they do the autopsy and then they're only 30, but they said the brain looked like they had the brain of a 45 year old. Yeah. And you think about these dudes, he's been playing since he was a little kid. Right. So 
and playing at that and he's been he's been great for years. Yeah. He's been he's been a, a stalwart in the league for years. It's a tough one. And I definitely yeah. I agree with you 100%, man. Pray for the guy cuz hate to see it go like that. I didn't know it was that bad though. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And I do, that's a dude that's a father and you know you hope he's there for his kids and you know one thing I I think about a lot like, you know, something we take for granted is just having a sound mind. Right. It's you don't think about it. You don't think about nah. it until it's not happening, you know. Yeah. <laughs> until you the one that's, you know, walking down the street talking to yourself out loud. And it's like, oh, whoa. Like, ain't nobody else here but you, brother. Like, oh, yeah. wait a minute. Look, look. I, and that's tough. So, like, pray, like I said, prayers to him. I hope everything, everything goes right. Or, you know, that you can definitely get the help you need, man, because that's tough. Yeah. That's, that's There's tough. no that's shame tough. in asking for help, people. No shame whatsoever. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, you know, every time I think about that, I, for what I, I think about Junior Seau, it's just it's something about that whole situation that just was like, man, Junior Seau was sick, and then when I heard it, I, I still to this day don't even believe it happened. It doesn't make sense because same, junior, yeah, the junior, yeah, the Junior Seau you saw was such a high life energy person, and you never said, okay, well, you know, look at this. No, I never had that vibe with him. Never had that vibe with him. Never. And so and it's, you never know what someone's going through. You never and you never know what someone's going through. That's the part. Um, well, before uh, we head to our next segment, I wanted to get your thoughts. What are you, what are your predictions for Packers and Raiders uh, on Monday Night Football? Hurts my heart to say this, but Raiders 24-21 over the Packers. I ain't like the way that's it. Okay, so I and this is if Jimmy plays. Think I throw that ball today every single time. Yo, if Jimmy plays, I'm gonna tell you right now, Devontae's gonna have 25 catches. Yeah. I'm 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 it may sound like an exaggeration, but we saw what Devontae did a couple of weeks ago when him and Jimmy were clicking. It was it was I was like, man, I didn't know Jimmy could throw the ball that well that many times. And then what it was, it wasn't even like deep passes, it was just like no. middle, middle of the field, classic Devontae Adams, great route running, you know, get 10, 15 yards, go out of bounds. I'm look. I'm gonna tell you right now, and I know the guys know him well. I know a lot of those cornerbacks know him well. We need to have Jair back for that game to be on Devontae. Ah, uh, because of his. <laughs> and here's the thing: Devontae is the type of receiver that's Jair's kryptonite. A See, and big, that's the problem. Physical receiver. You saw uh, who was it? And then in the Atlanta game, was it London? No. Yes, it was London. You put somebody on that man who's big, physical, and, and going to just bully him at the line, Jair's the top five corner. And if Drake London did that, what is he going to do against the guy that I still believe is the best receiver in the game? Yeah, man, it's going to be rough. I mean, Devontae is a different monster. He's, he's a different monster. I would pay. I would give my own money to get him back. In Green on, Bay, brother. I would put, I would do a GoFundMe right now and say, "Hey, y'all, we can get him back. We only need fifty thousand, fifty million, like, like whatever it takes." I look, he he was special when he was there. You know, he was one of the guys that I was like, man, if he could be, um, if he could be the guy there, and you know, if we moved on from uh, Aaron and we at least keep Devonte, you have Devonte going with Jordan. Just imagine if you had Devontae with these young receivers. Much I mean, it would be – Jordan would be closing his eyes and throwing the football out there, and he would be 10 for 10 and wouldn't even have to try because <laughs> somebody going to catch the football. <laughs> somebody going to catch it. So Do you think he's looked back at Jordan and said, ah, maybe I made a mistake? I think sometimes – he may not say it openly because, I mean, he, he knows the guy. And I think I think he probably would – I would have rather have been with him. He I don't think he likes McDaniels. He don't trust him. Oh, at all. And, no. and it show and it shows when he's trying to be a team player because he's kind of stuck. You yeah. know, he's kind of stuck. I don't think Green Bay would because we know how Green Bay works. I, I can't see Green Bay doing whatever it takes to bring him back. I just I no. just it would be great. I would make my whole year. I don't see it happening. Yeah. He Has anybody he, ever left and come back? Javon Walker did, I believe. I thought he did, but he um he didn't last long after that. I want to say because he had the the accident, and I thought he came oh, back. Oh yeah, I could be wrong, but I thought I thought he was one. Robert Freeman came back. He went. Um, he left, and I think it was one of those weird years. James Jones too. James Jones yep, left with yep, the, um, the Raiders, and then he came Raiders. back. But James Jones balled out. Yeah, and he did. 
And it was funny because and I'll say this before we I don't know we gotta get back to it, but James Jones said something that had me. I was watching a I won't say it was NFL network, and they said that he said that Ted Thompson came up to him and told him that he wasn't gonna sign him back. And James said, I will take less money. Like he he told him he would take less money. He just wanted to be a Packer, didn't want to yeah. leave. Ted Thompson told him, she said, no. He said, I'm going to have to let you go because you're going to slow down the development of the new receivers. That's why he didn't bring James. Because you remember, because he knew Aaron was going to go to James. And he and he said, he said he begged him. He said he begged Ted Thompson to let him stay. Because that was that year that he was having, like, the hoodie year. Yep. I just all yeah, I said, James playing great, man. He's looking good because Aaron trusted him. And he it's wouldn't bring him back. That. Yeah. Because of, bring him back. Whenever they talk about the draft, Goot will always say something. It's this phrase that goes, you know, a Ted Thompson guy. Mm-hmm. And then when we were sitting there talking about why he didn't bring in any veterans, and he had made the statement about it was, it was like a long lines like you have to create opportunity for these guys to grow, right? And then I go now that you said the thing about the the James thing, you should have brought in a veteran receiver, but I get it now. You you trying to make sure that these guys develop, but, but on the flip it, side, they also need somebody to learn from. But see, I never understood. I mean, I understand it to an extent, but it's like you can't. I mean, you don't have to be a number one receiver. The guy could be. And then the guy get on the field all the time. Heck, you know, it could, it just needs to be somebody who can help coach the guys exactly. from a veteran perspective. That's all you really need. It doesn't have to be somebody who's the starter. You yeah. know, Christian Watson and Dobson still be the guy. The other dude could yep. be the three or the four guy on that team, and still and still be important. I so I understand the logic, but I'm like, no. And it's showing right now. And then next year we oh, may bite. Now next year when we're on episode, I don't know, 58, 30 or whatever, or 60 or whatever, and we're deep into it, then it may be a whole different dream by then. But for now, well, no, you're like, right. Yeah. Look at look at the Panthers. Uh I was looking at the um the ball distribution for Dalton versus Young. Yeah. Well, Dalton's better, so he knows where the ball's supposed to go. Young is is just scatter shot. And most of the time, the ball went to Thielen because at least the veteran was where he was supposed to be. Right. You don't it got looked, it like Dobbs the other night, not sitting on a route and going somewhere else. It looked different. I like when I watched that game and I saw the way Dalton was working with the receiver, especially with Thielen. I'm like, man, like they who I bet you he was probably wishing that he had started Dalton from the get go and then kind of worked yeah. Bryce Young in. But it's kind of late now. You've already started yeah. them, and you can't take him out because it's going to kill his confidence, yeah. or at least in the public's view, it's going to kill the confidence. Unless he gets hurt, which we don't want. It's the only way you can bring Dalton in and, and be and let him be the guy right now, unless Bryce Young is just absolutely just, you know, pooping the bed. That's the only well, way. And I think that's the, you know. But we said in the chat, we thought Stroud was, was really the dude that should have went first. Yeah, yep. To this day, I feel that I feel that way, and it shows. It shows like Stroud has been really nice. And here's the thing: Houston's young. Houston oh. is just as young as um the Packers, awesome. are. but it's different head coaching. D'Amico Ryan's is yes. a monster. And guess who he came from? Oh, I don't know, Kyle Shanahan. Yep, <laughs> and a former linebacker, a, a, a Pro Bowl linebacker at that. Yep, Pro Bowl linebacker. I mean, a stud in the game. And I and I remember telling people. And, and I said, man, don't do it. Don't do it, D'Amico. Don't go to Houston. And I and I said it on my show last week, and I apologize. I am so sorry, D'Amico. You were right. You made the right decision. I was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I, I I feel that. it's He's been great down there. And I know it's only four yeah. games, but you see a difference. Oh, big gotta, difference. Yeah, you see the difference right off the bat. The offensive line is not allowing sacks. They, you know, there's two straight games they haven't allowed a sack. And and Stroud's just back there chilling. He beat he beat the Steelers. The heck, they they were competing with the Ravens. So yep. it's just like it can be done with the right coaching. It can be done. But anyway, uh, so you you said 24-20 is what I got here. 24-21, unfortunately, man. 24-21. Um, I'm gonna save my well, I'm not gonna do a prediction. I don't like doing predictions because I feel like I put my boys. I did it last week and I posted it and then <laughs> I I did it last week for one on one, and I always do it on one on one. So I was like, I'm not gonna do it on the show show because if I do it on the show show, I'm gonna feel like I eh, shouldn't have done it. And then people let me have it, so I just 
<laughs> can't can't win or lose it, but yeah, yeah. Look, everybody, um, uh, get ready for my man Darren Umbreer. He's about to come on, and we're about to get this thing rolling for our preview for the Raiders and Packers on Monday night. All right, everybody. So we are at this part of the show. Very excited. <clears throat> and I apologize, y'all. I told you my voice has been treating me like a stepchild throughout. But we're at the part of the show right now where we're going to preview Monday night's game as the Packers head to Vegas to take on the Raiders Monday night football. This will be the second straight primetime game for the Packers. Uh, and I, I'm I'm intrigued to see how this bad boy goes. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, Devontae. And the Packers is 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 a mixed bag for or for this uh, Packer enthusiast, as I like to say. But it, it'll be a fun one um, from Vegas. It'll be the first time the Packers head out there uh, since they got the new stadium. But I want to go ahead and introduce to you um, uh, my my compadre for this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited to have him on because uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Raiders and the Packers. He's gonna give his keys. And as my man, this my man Darren Breyer. Darren, how you doing, brother? Good to have you in, brother. Darrell, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. I was uh, honored to do a Packers Raiders preview. There, we don't get many of these matchups very no. often, so it's exciting when you, whenever we do. And I got to be honest, I've never seen my my father more mad after a loss after Brett Favre <laughs> murdered us in that one game. <laughs> so, Were so you this, at, this, you this at that game? game? I was not. My dad did that. I don't know why he didn't go to that game. He usually had season tickets, but I've never seen my, my dad really keeps his composure. He, he let it out. The couch, the couch got the best of him that day. So oh, no. you guys always stick out to me. He was, he was frustrated with it, but uh, in a good way though. In a good Man, way. Though. Look, I, I can, I can only imagine, you know, and the all time series, the all time series is nine to five Packers up on that one. I think obviously they count the Super Bowl in there, but uh, I mean, it, it's, it's it's a match that we don't we really don't get to see often. So uh, I'm I'm intrigued to see how uh, this one will go. Both teams right now coming off of losses. Packers' loss was a little bit ugly against the Lions, and you know the Raiders hung in there with the Chargers in a situation where it didn't look like they would be able to hang with them. Devontae yep. got nicked up, and so two teams looking for a win. Uh, so Darren, I wanted to know your keys, man. What are your keys to a Vegas Raiders win, Oakland? Raiders win on uh on Monday night. And I appreciate you saying Oakland Raiders just for me. I appreciate Yeah, but you look, it, it, look, here's the thing though, Darren. Like I've been yeah. saying it wrong strategically for there years. I just I can't get past Oakland. <laughs> you know, I've been calling the 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 Chargers San Diego for the last four years, and I just started calling them LA. So <laughs> hey, I understand. But yeah, brother, what are your keys to a Raiders victory on Monday night? Yeah, Darrell. So first thing for the Raiders here is, I mean, obviously Josh Jacobs was the big story, right? Going into the off, uh, into the off season, he we had the we had the holdout there, basically, you know, basically up a week till the regular season, um, and he's been slow getting it going. He only has 161 total rushing yards on the year so far. Um, he's only averaging 2.7 uh, yards a carry so far uh, on the on the year. So we, we really got to get him going. And he's had 62 attempts and only the one rushing touchdown he got last week. And I feel like I said this earlier before he was uh, in the summer started. He's not our best player. Adams is our best player. But I feel like he's our most important player just because of like his leadership skills, too, and being around with that team. And obviously, he's the running back. So we got to have a little play action, especially when we have Jimmy G. And AOC is our quarterback. So I really feel like he's a key part to this game. We got to get him going on the ground. They said he had a little bit, you know, he had a little bit better game last week, uh, rushing the ball to like a 3.7 average. But again, that was against a Chargers defense that's ranked 31st in the league. So it's hard for me to put that much stock into it. We'll see how they do against the Packers defense that's been, you know, kind of right there in the middle of the pack too with it. So I'm curious to see how. Josh Jacobs, if he can get it going a little bit, they need that balance on offense. It's really key. Darrell, he has as 18 receptions though, so he has been a little bit of weapon in the uh, in the re in the receiving game, which been which has been nice. My number two key though, and this is one that's been a key, it might be it might be a 20 year key if I have to put my thing on it, is they don't get to the quarterback. 
I mean, they never get to the quarterback. And last time I checked, that's pretty important in the game of football. And they don't get turnovers. So defensively, right now they're losing the turnover battle eight to one. So one and three makes complete sense in their record. And then the other the other thing too with them is, like I said, I have it right here. Or you vote over me. Help Mad Max. He's got four sacks on the year. There's we don't have any. We have three other players with one. Two of them are by linebackers on just up the middle blitzes. That I don't know. They're just not a consistent pass rush. And if you're not a team, you're going to give Jordan Love time. Even if Jordan Love is, I mean, he's still playing decent football, man. I know you guys came off a loss, but if you, he has time to throw, he's going to beat us. And so I feel like that's a, always been a key to the Raiders here. And I've been disappointed. I'm not shocked with the rookie that they took out of Texas Tech. I still have high hopes for him. But right now he's only he's played in four games, one solo tackle, hasn't had a registered a sack. We really got to get something going on the defensive line if we're going to give you guys any trouble. And then this week I find out you guys have some guys maybe coming back, so that doesn't make it any easier on us. My third key is who's the QB? You know, Jimmy G or AOC, who I have is, you know, our guy O'Connell there. I just – O'Connell actually looked pretty good. He had made just an awful throw at the end of the game there against the Chargers. You kind of mentioned that just a few minutes ago. So I feel like – I mean, either way, I feel like either quarterback kind of – is the same. Jimmy G has six interceptions. O'Connell in his first start had two fumbles and a pick. He had three turnovers. I mean, it'd be nice if our quarterback could maybe hold, uh, you know, go even for one game. That would be something. That would be something that would give us a big chance. And on kind of that angle, when we were talking about the quarterback, you have that picture of Adams there who's going against his old team this week, which I'm sure you're thinking of. Darrell, this is the target ratio. 50 Adams, 26 Myers, 25 Jacobs, Renafro seven. <laughs> you talk about a massive drop-off where our defense is like, oh, I have a feeling you're going to throw to two guys on the team here. So that's where I got with that. And then the bonus I have is how many Packers fans are going to show up to Vegas. Is it going to be half full? I think you guys might get more than the Steelers got last that, that Sunday night. So I'll be curious to see how uh, how full and if <clears throat> how the Raiders is a factor. So. The, the, the green and gold runs deep. Um, yeah. I, I've, a couple of games that I've been to on the road or – you know, they, they played Carolina, um, which is closer to me. So I've, I've seen them in Carolina, and it was 50-50. They've come to Washington or Maryland, per se. I've seen them at Ravens games and at Commanders games where they, they run deep. So they will, they're going to be out there. They're going to be strong. So it, it, it'll be a fun thing to see if the Packers can come in and give maybe Jordan Love a little bit of a push on that one. Uh, <laughs> but I agree with you 100% on a lot of this. <clears throat> Getting Josh Jacobs going is going to be key. Here's the best thing for the Raiders, though. It's not going to be hard with the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> they don't stop the run, and I, that'll be something I go into in my keys. Um, but it won't be hard for them because they just they just don't. David Montgomery goes off last week with uh, 13 carries, 132 yards, three touchdowns. I'm like, Dave Montgomery hasn't been good, good in four yeah. years, and the Packers got him out here looking like a pro bowler. That's what they do when it comes to the running game. So that's the part that kind of makes me worried. Uh, and – Here's the thing. Uh, the Packers' the offensive line right now is, is is in a little bit of shambles, trying to get things together, and it could be it could be a really good day for Mad Max. And that's something that uh, you know, if the Packers do get Jenkins back, that could help out big time there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I see those things definitely. Be, and of course, who's going to be the quarterback? Uh, Jimmy G has had the Packers' number, so yeah. it's not. We can't sit here and act like it hasn't happened. Even. I, f- I feel like if if he's back and him and Devontae are connecting, it gets dangerous. If AOC is in there, that gives the Packers obviously a better chance, especially with their pass rushers. I think something good can happen there for Green Bay. So I agree. And, of course, I would like to see the Packers take over the you know, stadium <laughs> just a little bit. But, I mean, look, I mean, but I like what you're talking there, brother. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I like your point there about Jake, uh, you know, Jacobs too. Right there. And the, the thing with your guys' defense is, like I said, though, like, Chargers 31st and they still only got 57 yards on the game with them. Like that's the thing that worries me about the the Raiders, just their consistency. And they're never like on the same page with like, Oh, we can get, we can get our passing game going. And it's just, it's always, it's always scattered. And I love Adams. I just do feel like they go to him a little too. I know that sounds crazy, but I just feel like the defense knows it so much that it'd be nice to kind of set up some other guys uh, to kind of maybe spread it out a little bit. Cause if not, I don't see us. We're too easy to guard in my opinion. It's a little bit of Aaron Rodgers syndrome. I mean, yep. the last year, Green Bay, and the last two years, that Aaron and Devontae were together. That's all you saw. 
He yeah. would not pass. Scantlin didn't get the football, but occasionally, and he would he'd drop here and there. So Aaron it was always one of those like, "Hey, you drop the football, you ain't getting the football." He trusted <laughs> Devontae with all his heart and soul. Uh, you yeah. kind of seeing a little bit of that right there. I did think yeah. Jacoby Myers has had some good um, moments out there so far. Yeah. So I thought he was a really good pickup for them in the offseason. Uh, to go to my uh, keys. So for me, stop Josh Jacobs. So like we right there, we we one hundred, we we going opposite of each other here, but. You got to stop Josh Jacobs and you got to stop the run. The Packers can, they are allergic to run defense. That's just what it is. They are allergic to run defense. And when you got a guy who was the number two slash number, you know, top two rusher last year in the league, it, it's going to be hard. Uh, you know, this is going to be a good game for Jacobs to break loose. Now I have Jacobs on my fantasy team. I'd rather it not happen against my guys, but I may need him for fantasy purposes. So we'll see. <laughs> but that's going to be one key stopping Josh Jacobs, stopping the run next protected Jordan love better. The first couple of weeks, they protected Jordan love pretty good. I thought they did a really good job. And then Batiari didn't play. And then Jenkins was getting hurt uh, last week. The Lions were able to really put some pressure on him, and Jordan struggled. Uh, and so, but we've seen that when Jordan is upright, he's making great throws, making great passes and making good decisions. And that's any quarterback, but especially with a young quarterback like Jordan Love, you want that to be the case. And number three, do not let Devontae Adams have a career day because I'm, I'm just going to sit here and, 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 and be as, excuse me, I'll be as honest with you as possible. You know, I don't think Devontae has any ill will towards the Packers. Obviously, they had offered him more money to come back and he wanted to go to Vegas. But, you know, when you're playing your old team, you're getting just a little bit of extra mojo. Do yeah. not let Devontae get off. Hopefully, Jair Alexander will be back, but I don't know if that will be the case. Uh, but, yeah, those are my keys. I mean, the, if you want to beat this Raiders team, that's what they're going to have to do. Um, you mentioned your offensive line as a key. Um, it, it sounds like – you met, I forgot his name you mentioned, but he might be – it sounds like he's 50-50. Yeah, Jenkins. Off. Yeah, Jenkins, Jenkins is uh, right now 50. Yeah, he practiced today, but it's about he's about 50-50 right now. Um, and then your defensive line um, – with the running game, it's kind of funny. You said we have the same key there with it. I guess that's going to be, it's probably good. We have both at number one, because that's probably going to tell the story right now. <laughs> right, right, happen. right, right. <laughs> we can't run the ball. You guys can't stop it. Something's got to give there. Somebody, right? somebody <laughs> got to do something there. And I'm telling you, somebody got to get it right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, that's good oh, stuff. Yeah, man, man. Somebody, somebody's got to get it right. So we'll see how that goes. But um, now I'll give you the option here. You can yeah. make a prediction if you want. If you decide, hey, I don't want to put that on my team, I understand completely. I did it last week, and we got blown out. So I don't. Mm -hmm. I told myself, no, 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 we're not doing that anymore. Well, uh, at least not on this show. I, I do it on my <laughs> other show, but that was by you know default. But yeah, if you want, if you would like to, I would let you have a, a prediction, sir. Well, I know we're meeting here for the first time, but if you but on my show, I am as real as it can be with the Rangers. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't see us winning the game. I don't see we are we don't win games in prime time. We turn the ball over to eight to one. You guys, you're, you're like you're telling me like I'm telling you guys will look like a Hall of Fame team. They lost the Steelers and then the Texans beat the Steelers thirty to six. So I have just you know what I mean. I just like it's hard for me to really to go in. I like, think they haven't won a playoff game to, since two thousand three. I've this team needs to prove to me that they're a real football team till they get it. We already have our owners telling our fans to sh shut up today. We got everything's already coming off. The, we need to th – this is a big win, though, if we want to have any chance to have a relevant season. So uh, this is a big one for the Raiders. Like, yeah. you guys two and two, one and three. We can't drop to one and four. Yeah, I, I think for us, uh, you know, you see um, they got Denver after this. Uh, they got some They got some games that are winnable. Uh, yes. So you got, you got to take advantage of this, especially – in a division where it looks like Detroit's going to kind of maybe potentially run away with it or be the 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 king of the crop, yeah. uh, but you got a chance to kind of hone in on that uh, if you're the Packers or at least make a nice run. Um, you know the NFC looks like it's going to be wide open. Uh, there's a lot of two and two teams right now, so and it's early in the season, but it's a chance to try to you know kind of establish yourself. Uh, Darren, brother, look. I want to just I want to thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate you coming on with me, chopping it up, talking some Raiders and some Packers. Darren, tell everybody where they can find Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports, baby. Yeah, Darrell. First of all, thanks for letting me come on, and uh, like I said, just an honor to have you reach out to me and uh, to talk Raiders football and just any type of sports with you. So I really appreciate that. Let me on your platform there. Yeah, if you get a chance, follow us at Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports. Been doing it for about. 
three years here, just kind of uh, we do a lot of we do Sunday recaps of like the week, but I kind of have a, a, a I like to do look backs. So I'll rewatch old games and then I'll kind of break it down for us in a little bit of segment, like to revisit the old quotes. I'm a history guy like that. So that's kind of a little bit what of our podcast is. But of course, we'll kind of talk about the weekly stuff as all. So if you get a chance, we love to have you subscribe to our channel. I think you I think you'd enjoy some of the content there. So. Um, but I appreciate you letting me come on. Like I said, man, this is fun uh, getting to talk. No, like Darren, look, hey, look, it's always nice to meet a new friend, brother. It's always nice yeah. to meet somebody in the industry that loves it and they're trying to grow in the industry and take their stuff to another level. I think that's what this industry can be all about with people kind of just coming together, not no hate towards each other or trying to dislike this, just enjoy talking sports. And, and like I said, I appreciate you, Darren, for coming on because I was like, I needed my Raiders guy. And our guy, DA, was like, I got the guy for you. DA, so, uh, shout out. DA, yeah, shout out to DA, man. If y'all haven't, if y'all haven't checked out the real deal with Damian Adams, he is the real deal. No pun intended. Seriously, like he's one of the best in the game. He's a great yeah, guy, yeah. absolutely great guy. Yep. Well, everybody, that that is it. Green and gold over everything. Episode five. Darren, once again, brother, we truly appreciate you coming on. Make sure y'all go check out Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports. I'm your man, Darrell Lawrence. This has been Green and Gold over everything.